He always looked up to his older brother. You and me, Jimmy. We're always going to stick together. But 27 years ago, he witnessed his murder. Run, Jimmy, run! And the death of the killers. Now they're back. They came back for me. The boys who killed your brother are dead. Who are they? What do they want? Stephen King moves through a world of obsession and revenge. Can't keep running from them! Tim Matheson, Brooke Adams, Stephen King, sometimes they come back Saturday. Hello everybody, my name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to TV Movie Night. Mark, trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. If you don't. I don't care. Jesus. All right. No. No, that's that. That's as far as I know. Oh. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll pull down my underwear? Some, I think that's... Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, what is your... Halloween's right around the corner. Yes. What is your big Halloween costume this year? Andrew, this year, I have to tell you, I'm very upset. Uh-oh. I'm very upset because I did actually look online for Sexy Whistleblower. You'll never guess what these companies are trying to sell as Sexy Whistleblower. Yeah, it's a referee. It's a referee outfit it's a referee with a whistle. And I'm like, like, like a pair of booty on. shorts. That is not, that is not, that is obviously not what I'm talking about. Look, man, what they is, got a big warehouse full of referee costumes. I understand that. And they that. are priced to move. I understand that. What do you suppose is the cutoff for these novelty, sexy, or novelty terrible costumes? Like, does the news story have to hit by, like, August? For them to reasonably be able to get it out, I bet. Uh, like pizza rat, like sexy pizza rat. Remember that was one. Yeah. Um. Probably by the first of October. I feel like all well, it then is. Where's the good sexy all whistleblower? It's an insert that they just got to pull in and out, and they just slap. Where's my sexy whistleblower? Where's, where's my? Where's my? It's there. It's already there. No, it's a Cost- referee. Yeah, and then you bring the sexy part to it. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know. Put a gym sock or two in the crotch of the pants. Sir. Sir. And then, um, you know, rip the sleeves Slide off. up a little bit. Sl- exactly. Get a little get a little dirty, all yes, right? Yes, it's Halloween. That's what it's for. Ghosts and goblins and sexy whistleblowers. Sexy whistleblowers. Topical, funny Halloween costumes that two months later, people will have no idea what, what you were dressed you were as. They will look at a photo of it on Facebook, and they're like, yeah, I think there was some kind of World Cup scandal or something he was referencing. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I don't remember? Well, now that you're now that the sexy whistleblower thing is uh, is is dried up, what what are you going as instead? I was hoping to go with one of those, uh, like just it's just like a big onesie, mm. but they're like you look like Chewbacca now. Oh, because they're lazy, yeah. and awful. So you I prefer go to, to the, go with the, those. The, the uh, clearance section at Target. Yeah. And like, I guess I'm the Grinch. Sure. Remember the yeah, Grinch? Remember the Grinch? That's they, me. They had this onesie for $12 at Target. Now I'm the Grinch. I'm going to, as soon as I'm done I'm, with Halloween, I'm going to steal Christmas. Benedict Cumberbatch is the Grinch. Yes. He could do the smog voice. Instead, he's got this very nasally, like, New Jersey Midwestern thing. accent. For Halloween, Mark, I'm going as. um. Someone better than myself. 
I, I mean, I, I think that's the aspirational thing we all go for, right? Yeah, that's what Halloween is all about. Going as someone better than yourself. Yeah, wishing that you were the person that you're embodying that day. Uh, so Like Sexy Kitty, I guess. Yeah, Dead David Coke. Yes, if okay, only. yeah. If Boy, that would be fun, yeah. wouldn't it? Like, I mean... People One, like, just you're dead. dead but so there's that. People also like glad that you're dead, but at the same time, you know, your your legacy's gonna live on because you just have an obscene amount of wealth for yes. a corpse. And you have set up industries that will outlive everybody. Yes, including the planet. Yes. Well, yes. that's not much of an accomplishment. Well, I, it's it's something at least. It's something. As, you know, when someone sees a piece of space trash it's got a plaque on it and they're like oh oh that, oh, that was a planet that once. was interesting mark anything else in october that's uh going on have you been raking leaves no uh it is still fucking hot around here uh-huh no leaves have fallen off of the palm trees mm. i have not i have started to collect uh pine cones and arrange them in baskets around oh. my around my home and my living room, you so should, that people uh, know that it's, it's put a little bit of peanut fall. butter on them. Then you put bird seed on the peanut butter, and then you've got a bird feeder. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fun. But so I put this inside my home, and then if I leave you, a window uh, if you open want to collect like birds, birds. Yes, but no, I'm thinking you might put a string on it and put it on a tree outside. Oh, but if you'd like to put it on a, a, an early Christmas tree that you put up sure. inside, and then leave a window open and, and just hope a... to attract crows and <laughs> and, and, and other sort giant of, ravens. Yeah, uh, got like a possum in there as yeah. well. I like hang this thing up, and then I and then I like dust my hands off, and I'm like walk out to the trash can and when i come back it's just this forest of animals there's like a moose in there that's like what yeah, a goose flies at yeah. me <laughs> yeah a really protective goose as well yeah. that that's fun though that's fun uh no you should you know we should i i've been just waiting outside for all the leaves to fall because uh just you know to... i want to rake them up put them in my uh big old leaf pumpkin bag because mm-hmm. uh you know i want it for i want the spooky Fun stuff. Spooky leaves. Andrew, yeah. is there anything more terrifying than a man just standing outside? Just with, waiting for leaves to fall? For, no, with gardening tools, just standing there? Um, well, I think the more terrifying thing is to uh, be outside with an unkempt garden and no tools. Okay, well, sure. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. What is You're that? like, oh, I got to... I gotta pull. I gotta pull all these uh, dandelions out. If only I. And you look at your hands, and they're empty. And you're thinking, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have." Oh, you don't have hands. Yeah. I'm gonna have dirt under my fingernails for years. Uh, yeah, Andrew, this is turning into a real Twilight Zone episode. Th- yes, of, like the man who was yes, terrified there, there was, of his garden. There was time. There was time now, and uh, you have to. You have to. You know, you're trying to plant no. like a pumpkin or something. Yeah. No, he doesn't have hands. Now I don't have hands, and then I gotta drive like a a tractor for a haunted hayride. How am I going to do that? I don't know. Speaking of Twilight Zone S twisks, twisks. Speaking. Twix, yeah. yeah. Are you twix, a left twisks or twix. a right twisks? We present the candy lineup. Speaking of Twilight Zone esque twists, Mark, it's TV movie night. Yes, it is. The scariest twist of all. <laughs> You're listening to our show. Ugh. You and I watch made-for-TV movies. We're in the month of October, so we've been watching Stephen King adaptations of lesser-known works. Only shorter pieces. They're generally about, like, I don't know, someone was, like, rude to somebody in a coffee shop, and and they left a bad tip or something, and they get hit by a car. Yeah. 
we was it fate or something else? No, it was neither because I just made it up. Ah, got you there, asshole. So far this month, we have watched Quicksilver Highway, yes. starring uh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd and Matt Frewer. We have watched Trucks. Trucks. I'm every time I think about it, I think there's an exclamation point at the end of it. There is no, no exclamation it's point. It's just trucks. Yeah. Jeb. Uh, <laughs> Which uh, was a split decision between you and I. You were very on board I'm with very trucks. Very pro trucks. Very anti trucks. Trucks. This this uh, version of maximum overdrive does not drive America. Ladies and gentlemen, I will say this right now, Andrew. I was very lucky that both of us forgot, or rather, that you forgot to mention that it is Fart Friday and Maximum Overdrive. Because it, had you brought that scene up, mm-hmm. you know the one where. The guy just goes into the bathroom and starts yeah, farting. Yeah, just blasts ass. Yeah, and that would have probably shifted me to say, "You're right. You're right. Maximum Overdrive is better." Yeah, I didn't see no, I didn't see no scene with Timothy Busfield going in and blasting ass. Going anywhere. in, just sitting down and pulling out his newspaper, and then it's like, and someone's like, "We got to figure out a way to get out of here." And then in the background, you keep hearing. That's what this. That's, what this, that's movie. what this movie was missing, yeah. and that's, that's what trucks that's was the missing. Movie that you prefer. This week, Mark, you what and I. Watching? What did we watch? We watched a little thing called "Sometimes They Come Back Saturday. Saturday," and we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call "Well, What Do You Know." Mark. What do you first of all? What do you know about Saturday? <laughs> uh, I know that. Why I, is it that they want to come back on Saturday? Saturday. Mostly, what I know is about Saturday nights. Well, I know I, that they're, that all they're, right. they're all right. They're all right. They're fighting. Well, I feel like I, they're all right for other things. Does it have to be about about fighting? No, I we it, it, it's all right for plenty of things. It's great for some things, but I know specifically that Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, 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 Saturday nights. All right. All right. For fighting. Oh. Mark, I uh, uh, I have a uh, Spotify account. When I go uh, and run, mm-hmm. usually I pick a, uh, a playlist that's a pre-loaded playlist that's like, oh, it's songs that are above a certain beats per minute to keep your run going. Yeah. And there is, in one of the playlists... That song, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. By Elton John. It is a Fallout Boy cover. Uh. And I'm like, what what monster uh. at the good people at the Spotify Corporation oh, just wants to grind a a a good paced run to a halt. Jesus. Just fumbling for your phone. Cause you, <laughs> cause you, uh, 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 like uh, I can't I can't it's every single time. Because the other thing is, is that these pre-programmed playlists uh, have a fade function that fade into one another yeah. and kind of cut off, especially if a song kind of just go, like plays into silence and then yeah. there's a break. You know, you want to keep yes, you want to yes. keep the sounds continually rolling. Yes. So it's nice to have. However, in this circumstance, I just I who who would pick this? Who would pick the cover of this? Can you deselect these things or? I mean, I could pick the songs out of the playlist that I like and put them put into a, a new separate playlist. playlist. Yeah, do that. Ah, but then I got it. It's a whole thing, and then I got to title it, and usually I just title it like Fart Poop 1, sure. I, and then I get, get confused. 
and forget which one is fart poop one is the run mix which one's like the party mix party yeah the <laughs> dirty <laughs> yeah clean uh andrew wit what is more upsetting about fallout boy their awful music or that they are in reference to a the simpsons magnificent simpsons episode um i think it's the sound because you can you know whatever it's it's a it's a <laughs> whatever it's a a, a a reference to radioactive man sidekick yes and that great episode where Bart Mil- gets turned down for yes, the role Millhouse is you're perfect to you're wonderful is what would... i'd say if you were one inch sh- taller yeah, it's a good episode. Millhouse becomes it, and then you get uh, the goggles. They do nothing. It's a whole thing. So yeah. it's great. It's great. That's they a great the, episode. They cut the movie together with like <laughs> seamless. <laughs> You're fired, and with good cause. I just saying it's uh, it's it's upsetting. Yeah. Sometimes that song comes back. And I and, <laughs> and sometimes you're not happy sometimes about it's that. Saturday as well. Mark, sometimes they come back. Yes. This S- movie premiered. On CBS, on May 7th, 1991. All right. Is, so that, we're, is that surprising to you in any way? That it was May or that it was 1991? Uh, that it was May. No, because that maybe, I mean, for for all I know, they were, all of their shows had ended, right? Like, no? Sweep, 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 sweeps. May sweeps, is sweeps? Sweeps, 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 sweeps. Yeah. I thought that's when your shows have their finales. Yeah, that's may sweeps like oh. you get in that's when you All pull right. out the fucking big guns okay it's the finales well then yeah it makes perfect sense okay you're saying hey come watch our show this on saturday saturday night movie may 7th 1991 this was directed by tom mclaughlin yes Every writer f- director writer director yes writer director of friday the 13th part six correct jason lives jason lives that one is not good it is generally considered to be a return to form in a certain way. Is this before or after he takes Manhattan? Way before he takes Manhattan. Mm. This one, Friday the 13th Part 5, had a, like, imposter Jason was the plot of that one. So it sort of has the whole... There was a guy going around doing, like, nice things, and they're like, Jason's reformed. And the real Jason's like, what What the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> no, it's it's like well in the fourth one we said that we killed Jason so what do we do now and they're like somebody's come back to take the Jason mantle yes there is a insane asylum and somebody is pretending to be Jason and we think it's Tommy but it's not Tommy it's Clayface it's yes and then in the sixth one they're like ah oh, fuck it just make him get struck by lightning and come back yeah and then send him to space and four sequels from now <laughs> yeah Jesus that's a great movie. Jason X is not a great movie. What? Everything about it is bad. Uh, yeah, the best kill happens a, eight minutes in or eighteen minutes into the movie. There's and then a, after that, there's you're like, a goddamn boner joke in it. Well, there is. Yes. All right. Uh, directed by Tom McLaughlin, writer director of Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives. Also a director of a lot of made-for-TV movies, including some. I feel like you've probably seen, knowing your your love of uh, Lifetime mm-hmm. uh, originals. Yeah. Yeah. Something called the Staircase Murders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. It's based on the staircase. Just do they just push people down the staircase, or well, is it like a Harry Potter thing where no, there's like well, a room under the staircase what, that murders happen? No, what happened on the staircase is the question. Some people say an owl attacked. Her. Oh, anybody who knows anything about anything 
says no. Why would an owl? So what is she? she what are you going to tell me that she had a pine cone with, with peanut, peanut butter, butter and, and bird seed, seed? I mean, and I she mean, was just on. standing around at where, the top of her staircase? Where, and then where a, would anyone get this idea? And then, and a, <laughs> and then a moose showed up. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then uh, also apparently the director of America's fastest growing uh, quiz sensation, a movie entitled "She's Too Young." <laughs> I assume that's how that's pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> this was, uh, we don't necessarily mention this, but this was uh, produced by uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Dino De Laurentiis, yes. He, which? Very famous producer, very famous Italian producer, producing things like Serpico. Uh, he produced Evil Dead 2. He produced Army of Darkness. The King Kong remake in yes, the 80s. Yes, that appears in this In film. this movie. There's a story that Dino De Laurentiis... He also paid. He also produced uh, Bill and Ted. Hmm. The story goes that uh, people were explaining the plot of the movie to him, and he didn't get it. And they were like, "Well, you know, it's just about these two like California dudes." And he was like, "What is California dudes?" And his translator said, "It means they have really big dicks." Hmm. And then he was like, "Yes." Ah, <laughs> now yeah, I understand. Bueno, bueno, <laughs> Uh, but uh, Dino De Laurentiis is not a, a stranger to Stephen King adaptations either. Producer of The Dead Zone. Yes. Producer of Maximum Overdrive. Well, sure. And producer of Cat's Eye. Okay. Which is a collection of short stories from Stephen King that were made for the big screen. In fact, this story was originally optioned for Cat's Eye, did not go in, ended up becoming this. Okay. That's why he's attached to it. Became... Uh, what, what have, have you. you? This was written by Stephen King in a short story uh, that was originally printed in the a 1974 issue of Cavalier oh, magazine, magazine, and then later adapted into the 1978 anthology Night Shift. Yep. The teleplay, however, yeah. written by Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal. Mark, where do we know these names from? Uh, didn't they write? trucks they did not write trucks no. you're uh you have the two two writers give me give me a hit uh it's 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 a property and a specific uh sequel in this property that we talk about in every goddamn episode of this entire podcast uh they wrote halloween three season no, of the witch no you're very close you're you're thinking you're thinking uh very very same time 1988 1989 movie Eighty-nine, ninety. Back to the Future. These are two credited writers on Star Trek Six. Oh my! The Undiscovered Country. They paired up with Nick Myers to produce to make and yes. like Gene Roddenberry and Leonard Nimoy was a story credit. What if the wall came down Johnny? in space? Yes. Okay. So these are the two guys because one of the stories about Star Trek Six, if I could suddenly derail everything once First again, movie is that it's was written via email. Mm-hmm. So Nick Myers was in London, and he would write pages. And then I guess these other two jerks were in Los Angeles, and they would email each other back and forth pages. I guess. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Now I like this movie. I hated uh, it before. Both of these guys are also credited with writing credits on the 90s adaptation of Planet of the Apes. I Ooh. guess it would have been like, two th- was that 2000? I guess The Tim been... Burton one? Yeah. Yeah, that was 2002, and it sucked. 
Mark Rosenthal wrote the 2016 adaptation of Roots and also the 1993 film The Beverly Hillbillies. Oh. While Lawrence Connor was a credited writer on Star Trek Six, as I said, yes, and Superman Four. Oh, that's a space one. Is that the one with no Richard Pryor's in the third? He's in the third, third one. one. This is the one with Nuclear Man, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mm, not a good one. Mm. This is starring mm, Wearying. This is starring Tim Matheson, who we know from Animal House, Animal House, The West Wing, Steven Mostly Spielberg's. 1941. Mostly Animal House. This is also starring Brooke Adams, who was in the 70s remake of Invasion of the, of Body, the Body Snatchers. Snatchers. And she was also in the Dead Zone. Yes. So I feel like that's where they may There's have... A lot, of, a lot of synergy. A lot of synergy. She knew Dino. Dino knew her. Dino said, you know who should play a 16-year-old girl? Some woman in her 40s. That's right. And he says, uh, "What? Uh, and then is there a man with a big dick? With the, the big... Uh, California dude. Yeah, yeah, he goes there. He goes to the dead zone. Well, you might call it the dick zone. I okay, don't know. I don't know. I, mean, you, what, how, I don't know. However you want to write yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. right. <laughs> Mark, before you watch this movie, what did you know about whether or not they came back? Besides <laughs> sometimes. And that it's sometimes on Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I knew next to nothing about this. Um, I reference this movie often. Because uh, in various workplaces, people will leave, and then I will say, well, sometimes they come back. And then I'll say, sometimes they come back again. Uh, and then, if, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, they come back they, for more. They come back for more. Uh, other than that, I didn't really know anything. Uh, I figured it was about uh, zombies or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, let's find out what it was about as we dig in. Act 1. We get an opening shot of a uh, VW bus yes. motoring through the suburban city streets of a small town in the Midwest. Seemed like probably Bangor, Maine, if I had to guess. I believe this was shot in like outside of St. Louis. Yes, but it is probably set in Maine if it is a Stephen King property in a small town. We get uh, narration from Tim Matheson, who's playing a character named Jim. Will we get narration from him throughout the film? No. Okay, so it's just up top. Just eat it up now. All right, it's, enjoy. You get your ice cream at the beginning of the meal. Ooh. Jim explains that he hoped he'd never have to return to this small town. But he had to. Because he didn't have a job. He ain't got no goddamn job. And, and he, he somehow fell ass backwards into getting a job from the small town that he grew up in. Yes. But. He couldn't get another teaching job because he had to leave Chicago for some reason. For some reason. Probably like uh, like gambling debts or something. Yeah. Voted too many times in the Democratic <laughs> primary that yeah. year. Am I right? Uh, we are informed that the reason that he left the town uh, when he was nine years old is because his older brother died. Yes. Tragically. Yes. In this small town and him and his parents fled. They are moving from Chicago, as you said, and they pull up to a bit of a decrepit, crappy rental house. Uh, Which is also the like house. The, it's like the house from like uh, Malcolm in the Middle. There's yes. like, uh, and it's just kind of overgrown. All of this is... I flee my hometown. I leave Victorville. Yeah. Everybody I know leaves Victorville. Yeah. I move to the big city, Los Angeles. Yeah. I have to leave LA, and you can't ask me why, and if you do, 
uh, you have to tell me if you're a cop. And so then I'm like, I guess I'll take another job, but I'll go back to my hometown, live in my old house, and go to my old school where I will then get a job. I was like, there's plenty of other places he could go to. I don't understand this setup. Well, this isn't his old house. Isn't it? No. Isn't it? It is not. Okay. They pull up to a bit of a decrepit house, and uh, Jim hears a train whistle in the distance. We learn that Jim has been... Yeah, yeah, they, chugga, they chugga, say, chugga, 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 they chugga, say chugga. Uh, blowing that whistle. We learn that Jim has recently been laid off from teaching, but he's taking this job in his hometown because he needs a he needs a goddamn he needs job. A goddamn job. And apparently, this is the only place that he can get a job. So Jim's got a wife, Sally. Yeah. He also has a little uh, a little son, Scott. Sally, Scott, and Jim. These are your principal characters. Yes. They get s- attached. Yeah, you're going to love these guys. You're going to love them. You're going to spend the next 95 minutes with them. The folks set up uh, Scott's bed, and they put him to bed, and then uh, Jim and Sally go and break in the house by uh, fucking. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, in, in that I'm being, I'm telling you right now, yes. they went into the they master bedroom, and, they, and they just fucked. I mean, it was C- it's CBS fucking. It's not sexy or lurid. No, it's, it's just, they go in and they too, close the door. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's two mannequins laying and shoulder we, to shoulder yeah. against each other. And then we we hold on the door and we hear yeah, and then just like a like a train whistle and a spooky ghost noise and uh, yeah. Then we cut to the sun, just wide eyed as he's listening to just <laughs> all just the, the wall of sound. It's like a Phil Spector album in here. We then cut to Jim's first day at school. He's teaching high school, and uh, we we hold on his senior class that he has to teach, his fifth period class, and they got a lot of thoughts about uh, Jim. They've heard that their new teacher got thrown out of his uh, previous school for tossing a kid out a window. And then shooting a kid or, or stabbing like a kid. Eating a kid, or, uh, um, calling him like a, like a, like a poop head. Decorum. I mean, yeah. Whatever ha- whatever happened to court politeness. Yeah. Whatever happened to predictability? The newsman, <laughs> the paper, paper boy, boy, evening TV. A teacher not throwing you out a window. Jim arrives and he tries to be nice to his class. He's like, uh, well, I'm, I'm Professor Jim. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, sometimes you see some of these older guys, you think to yourself, what's this square doing here? But check this out. And then he does a kickflip. Then he then he's like Fortnite, <laughs> dab. Yeah, yes. yes, he's one of us. <laughs> Who wants to hit me up on Insta? Oh, he's got an Insta. Um, also, all of the students are roughly six months younger than him. Yeah, they. I would say they all seem to be in their they they all late thirties. <laughs> yeah, they all they all went to the same Vietnam protest. <laughs> Jim tries to be nice, but Chip. Who chip. is a chip? <laughs> chip. Something short. Uh, Kip or chip. Uh, he is a, uh, a jock on the football team, says that this class that uh, Jim is teaching is a blow-off class for jocks. So if he knows what's good for him, he'll just pass all the jocks. Don't have to hassle him about anything. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Then everyone starts cheering for the Jays. This this is amazing. Andrew, yeah. I wish. <laughs> I can't. T- so here's, here's the dialogue, as I recall. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just pass us, teach? And then Jim says, I'll pass you if you do the work. And then he's like, or you could just pass us. And then everybody in the room is like, yeah, you fucking do it, man. Yeah, you do Chip. it, Chip. 
And I just... Attaboy, Chip! Yeah! Just... Uh, Jace. 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 So they're they're chanting the word Jays over and over because they're the Blue Jays. Yes. And uh, Andrew, imagine how amazing it would be if we were at work, and I was like, "Hey, can you pass me that fork?" And you're like, "Uh, sure." And then you gave it to me, and then everybody was like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." Well, here's the thing: is if I got into an argument with someone, and then an entire room started chanting something at me, I would feel inspired to also chant. <laughs> That's well, the no. problem. That's like clapping for yourself. Nobody does that. No, if if someone was like, Andrew, why don't you take this job and shove it? Uh, I'm I'm here to 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 work on something cool, like I don't know Fortnite. And people were like Fortnite, 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 even though I needed this guy to desperately do the thing I was asking yes. him to do, like as soon as if there was like twenty people chanting <laughs> Fortnite at me, I feel like you I would, would also, I would have to chant so, with them. So you feel if you were Jim, you would have also. Started I would have started chanting, going like, yeah, Jace, 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 we're doing it. Woo! Yeah. To the point where then now they feel weird because yeah. they don't know where what what kind of head nutcase that they've got <laughs> as a teacher now. They don't know where I, whether I'm coming or going. Yeah. Jim, on the other hand, takes a different tact. He gets pissed and smashes a, a uh, ruler. like a ruler over a desk and tells everyone to shut the fuck up. Kate, who is a another student sure in the class, yeah. basically apologizes for the lunkheads, the meatheads, the sweat hogs in this class. I would have I was halfway expecting at the end of this movie for Kate and the jocks to be like for Kate to be like Oh, so you probably noticed I'm a little. I look a little bit older. It's because I'm writing a magazine article, <laughs> and I had to pretend to be a high schooler. And then the jocks were like, "Oh yeah, and we're undercover cops. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're trying to bust something." And then Jim would be like, "Who's actually a student here?" And no hands yeah, go up. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, this is uh, we're, we're running a scam through the uh, the government. We have to just show up here to inflate the numbers so <laughs> yeah, public so- funding continues to come to yeah. this area. Because they all look old. They look. They look. They look old. incredibly old. I watched uh, Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade the other day. Yeah, powerful. Which there's some ups and downs in that film, but in terms of casting, like they look like children. They look like children because they are. They are children, and it's like yes, th- like yeah, okay, and it, it definitely lends itself to the performance, knowing that this is what children look and act and yes. sound like. Yes. Versus this, where they're like, "How young can you play?" Is there there, he's like, he, he was I'm like, told oh, I, that I can pass for nineteen. Is <laughs> is he? Yeah, and, but he was like Abe Lincoln in yeah. some. By whom? <laughs> Who told you that? It was in a Milton Berle the television I, I, movie. I, I always played the youngest kid on <laughs> Sid Caesar's show of shows. <laughs> well, all right then. After class, the jocks complain to the principal of the school, who gives Jim shit, saying, "You know." We don't want another Chicago incident. Then, leading us to think that Jim has a temper that he's struggling with. Yeah. But then after school, Jim goes and wa- looks at his old house. He physically okay. goes to his old house. All right. Where he lives now. Where he lives. Where No, not where he lives now. <laughs> where he used to live. It's boarded up and has been boarded up. No one's ever lived there since him and his parents moved away. He then uh, has a flashback and remembers the fun times he had with his brother running around the house, busting up windows, like oh, this is awful, doing weird things with like uh, squirrels uh, and animals. <laughs> Just... 
Yeah, like taking like neighborhood cats disappearing. Yeah, throw, getting just asking his mom for burlap sacks all the time. Uh, where's all the matches? I I I don't know. He's, he's installing new locks on his door. Yeah. So him and his brother are horsing around in the house and having fun. We can see that. Honey, cur- the weirdest thing happened. I uh, turned on my car and was driving to work and. Once I got up to Main Street, I couldn't couldn't break. Yeah, just just, just coast. I thank God I uh, thank God I downshifted and crashed into a berm. And the kids are like, "Yes, Daddy, that was lucky." <laughs> Next time, uh, you know, uh, I I, I got to go somewhere on the expressway. So uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. That would be awful, Daddy. There's a, but there's, well, but you have to admit, there's a, there's a lot more things to crash into if you were on the expressway, right? Right. Uh, you didn't look at the trunk, did you? Instead, though, he gets, uh, he gets a very quick flash of some traumatic event that happened that involves like a switchblade and a greaser gang, something Ah! like that. I don't know what's going on. At home, Sally is already spending, okay? Jim goes, Jim goes back home after his first day of school. He's just dealing with a bunch of shit. He's like, I'm so excited that in approximately three and a half weeks, I will get my first paycheck. Uh huh. And she's like, After having not gotten a paycheck for the past two months, and we had to pay to move move here. here. So, yeah. Think about Spaghetti that. Spaghetti for dinner most nights, right, honey? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, oh, I bought this new couch. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know, I saw it in the store. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, said uh, mm-hmm. it's going on sale in a couple weeks, but oh, I was worried that okay. it wouldn't be available so in a couple weeks. So you just went weeks. ahead and... Yeah, just, we, yeah. Need, we have a couch, but we needed another one. Right, yeah. We needed no, another yeah, one. Yeah, this one's on top of the other one. Yes. And I can see why that would be good. Yes. Okay. I saw right. that in a magazine. We, we did We did pay to move the old couch here. Yeah. So that was money out of our pocket, but now we just have a new couch. Well, now we can just throw that old one away. Okay. Yeah, that's why we moved it. That's why we did that. Also, Scott's got a. Uh, Scott as long is, as nobody has any new toys, Scotty's I, got a new toy. Oh, for oh, Scotty went to oh, a uh, okay. a thrift store, and uh, they said uh, we got this old toy train. Seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars. It's an, it's a, it's real. It's authentic. It's a it's a Lionel train. Oh wow, that's this money well said, spent. Ah, 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 bought the train. You're getting the train. <sighs> so Jim's like fucking whatever. However, this train is really drawing his attention. He's like uh, it's transported to uh, <laughs> Saigon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, some, some real shit going through his head as uh, Sally is just da, 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 da. money, 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 money. Spend, spend, spend. At night, Jim wakes up in the middle of the night with visions of an incident. In incident, incident. You which know, Star Trek? Why six? didn't they write that line? They should have. They should have. Jim, Jim, are you thinking about the incident again? An incident involving greasers in his youth. He wakes up with a start in his bed, and he thinks he hears a child crying somewhere. He assumes it's his wife. Checks on his she's wife. She's, no, she yeah, she's got her CPAP machine on. Just she's just slowly suffocating. <laughs> yeah, there's that noise. Goes and checks on his son. Son is also asleep, just clutching the train it's so hard his arm is bleeding. I love you, train. You're my favorite train. And then he looks at the floor. There's like five other trains that look exactly like the other one. He's like, why did he need another one? Just like that air conditioner, man. So <laughs> always tr- nothing stops a train. It's like I try and tell him it's a, it's different, a different kind of it's train. just a brand name, whatever. He, he loves brands. But when he steps out of his son's room, Jim is somehow magically transported. transported. 
in time to 1963. He's walking through his house, his childhood house in 1963, sees his parents. The do run, run, uh, run, the do run, His run. parents are like... Uh, Making out casually and drinking, drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're smoking. Yeah. There's, she's pregnant. There's a, yeah, there's a dice game in the next room. <laughs> he then goes outside to see a younger version of himself crying on the porch. Mm-hmm. His brother, Wayne. Wayne. A young 12-year-old Wayne, because Jim is looking at a 9-year-old version yes. of himself. His older brother, who's 12, comes out to console him. The reason that young Jim is crying is because he couldn't, he wasn't allowed to go to the library with his older brother, but apparently Wayne has smoothed that over or just lied. I don't know. Wayne, yes, Wayne says, uh, Jim, sa- little Jimmy says, I'm sad because I can't go to the library. Mom said I can't go to the library with you. Wayne says, Because she found out what's in my room, even though I put five locks on the door. Wayne says, Well, I talked it over with mom, mm-hmm. and you're all good to go, which means, of course, I have drugged mom. <laughs> I put uh, I put barbiturates yeah. into her mm-hmm. whiskey, her breakfast whiskey. So we have about She'll be five out. hours or so to yeah. get this shit done. But in, in the trade off, though, is Wayne makes. I think uh, I think she left the gas on too. Uh, <laughs> 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 two people maniacally Just laughing as they walked down evil Main children. Street. <laughs> Jimmy has to hold Wayne's books, and he also has to carry 12 cents with him because that is what Wayne owes in library fines yes. to the library. So all of those copies of the Anarchist Cookbook uh-huh. and Mein, mein Kampf. Mein Kampf and, and Hatchet. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, I'm, real, I'm way real, overdue. Real Rob Paulson fan. He's <laughs> like, ah, I hear there's another one coming out soon. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> It's like, I, I liked Hatchet, but not enough hatchets. Yes, there could have been at least one more hatchet. There were so many woodland creatures he could have gone after. Instead, he uses the hatchet on a tree. Oh, very disappointing. Lame. Also, Anarchist Cookbook, very dry. <laughs> Both of them say that they will stick together forever. Yes. Wayne and Jimmy then want to take a shortcut through a train tunnel as adult Jim is watching this, and he's like, Hey, no, wait, stop it. hold on. You shouldn't go through the tunnel. No. Well, Wayne and Jimmy start going through the tunnel when Idiots. a hot rod comes riding up and parks in the tunnel and out pour uh, four greasers. Now, Andrew, we're talking leather jackets, greaser. leather jackets, white shirts underneath. Yes. Jeans. Yes. Big slicked back hair. Yes. They got switchblades. Boots. They are rebels, and they do not... Have a, cause. Have a cause. What are they rebelling against, Andrew? Whatever they got. <gasps> exactly. They get out and they start hassling Wayne and Jimmy. They're like, hey, man, I I, I don't know. You got like Give me your money. Dime for the jukebox. You got to pay the um, toll, kid. Pepsi free, but you're going to have to pay for it. I'll give you a Pepsi. A well, you got to order something before I can start a tab. Um. <sighs> Anyways, Andrew. Uh, he's going to clean up this town. He's the mayor. I hate manure. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, oh, you're making us look like a damn fool. I have to do. I have to do your homework. I if you do the homework and I turn it in your handwriting, I'll get expelled. You don't want that. Do yeah. You? Use your head, McFly. Is anybody in there? Anybody in there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Andrew, you and I briefly touched on this. What is Stephen King's obsession I don't, with greasers? I don't know. There's something about like 1950s, early 60s street gangs. That show up again and White again and again and again and again street gang. in Stephen King's uh, material. Yes. The ones you re- you pointed out to me, uh, Stand By Stand Me. Stand By Me. Uh, in Christine, it's Dirty Greasers that the good guy turns into and becomes a bad guy. I I see, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but like I see these guys and I'm like, what a bunch of fucking assholes. Like... They just, they look like maybe it's Greece. Like they just look like the guys from Greece. And I'm like, not threatened. Don't well, care. I think, I think maybe it's one of those situations where like, because it's set in the fifties and sixties, all you have to do is just be like, I don't know. They're a bunch of street toughs. Right. But it's just a bunch of white guys in leather jackets. And so like, it doesn't necessarily, it's not, it's, there's no like, yeah, they're going to start. There's nothing racially problematic about it because you're just like, I, I don't know, just safe. a bunch of fucking a bunch of white guys. doughy white guys that are mad about something because they somebody messed up their hair. But it's like, are they going to start singing Shanana? I don't, like, I, it's just not intimidating in any way. But every time they show up in his books or his movies, you're supposed to be like, oh, God, oh, oh no. God, greasers? They're going to they're gonna stab someone because like, they don't necessarily yeah, they they might never as well have... be Nazis or something, given how terrified I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Just being, oh, no. But it's I think it's also like a sign of the time that it's like if it's set in the 50s or 60s, it's it's going to be if somebody's causing problems, yeah, but it's going probably... to be greasers. <sighs> I think historically that probably wasn't the case, though. Like, I think there were still your average criminal. And not like these. Yeah, it could be just a bunch of drifters. Yeah, could it just, just be, be a bunch of just a bunch of ne'er do well twenty year olds? Like I don't know what the greaser culture is I, that just, Stephen King I think is it's, obsessed it's just, with. It's just a quick signifier. It's like it's, it's got, like it's like if you go to a CD bar and there's a motorcycle gang. It's sure. like not all motorcycle gangs are 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 gonna rough people up or something like that but it's just it's immediately you you can argue it's shorthand that's shorthand in a scene that i understand i'm in a seedy bar these by by that token like you would be at a movie and a biker gang would show like you know these are guys that are coming to anywhere they can be anywhere and they will show up and be greasy terrible greasers but also because they're greasers it, it still is shorthand though because if they were just like hobos or drifters sure. or anarchists or whatever you would have to already explain it versus what that is versus here's some dickheads in a hot rod and it's like all they want to do is just bust up things because they're shitty 20 year olds yeah and they're just flashing a knife and that's it like uh if it were uh, drifters, let's say it's a bunch of hobos off a boxcar. Like, well, they have their li- bindle sticks. Yes, but it's also a little bit more sinister because you're just like, what do these guys want? What are they up to? What are they, again, what are they rebelling against? Not having a job. I guess. But yeah, there's no, there's no pie on a windowsill to carry them away <laughs> yeah. through the air. Anyways. Anyways, these guys show up and they rough, they rough up Wayne and they rough up Jimmy they want to steal money. They want, they want from, their money from a nine-year-old. From a nine and, and it's a twelve-year-old. Like, how much do you think you're gonna get it, off it, of these kids? That is true. What, what what is the point? I just yeah, it's slim pickings. 
but we'll instead, these but guys it, but were, like, had been stalking them, apparently, because they pull up in the tunnel. Like, oh, we'll steal 12 cents and, and they're off like, of children. You can't go through the tunnel unless we get to beat you up or steal your shoes. So that's what the guys do. So they, they steal, steal Wayne's shoes. shoes. They throw them on a pipe that are ha- that's hanging above the tunnel. They also try and take the money from Jimmy. There's a scuffle between Wayne and the rest of the greasers. One of the guys flashes a knife just to scare Wayne. Yes. But during the scuffle, Wayne gets stabbed by the knife falls on the tracks but it's also like the world's smallest butter switch switch blade it's maybe like a one inch blade like wayne obviously getting stabbed sucks yeah i imagine uh people don't seem to like it when i do it to them yeah uh they're always screaming always and hollering about it oh stop yeah give me my 12 cents back um so presumably he wouldn't have died from this but he does but he falls face first onto the tracks, and he tells Jimmy to run. Yes, get Me- help. Meanwhile, a train starts bearing down on them. These dumb shit uh, greasers accidentally drop their keys earlier. Yes. Hop in the car. They got no keys. Jimmy, in in panic, just runs out of the tunnel, leaves his brother there. The uh, train comes bearing down on the car and uh, smashes up that miniature real good. Spectacularly destroys everything inside the tunnel. Yes. He runs back home, young Jimmy does, crying, passes a police officer on the way home, sits on his front porch, and sobs. Yes. We then fade to present day as current Jim, Tim Matheson, is on his front porch of his actual house, also crying. Also crying, and he's like, man, that was some good mescaline, because <laughs> I just fucking tripped like boy, you wouldn't believe. Oh, boy. His wife invites him back inside for coffee, and Jim hears a train whistle in the distance. Leaving work, Jim is accosted by Chip. Chip. Who yells at him for about giving him a low grade. After Chip leaves, another student comes up to uh, to uh, Jim's van. This is like a he, dirty hippie kid. Yeah. He's wearing like a army surplus jacket and a and a and a he's and a Christian Slater's character from Heathers. Yes. And he's got a guitar strapped to his back. And he's like, Hey Teach, I wanted to ask you something. You always say that people are doomed to repeat the past because this is a history class and you're kind of bad at it and you're just giving us a real surface level shit. But isn't there a way to change things, teach? Jim's like, man, I don't fucking know. Cool. Yeah. Do I get extra credit for thinking? (laughs) Ching, ching, ching. Uh, He rides off. Yes, this is Billy. Billy uh, talks about history repeating itself and... Billy's here to state the theme. Jim's like, ah, okay. Billy rides away, though. Billy, thank you for showing up and telling us all what the theme of the movie is. Okay, goodbye. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do next for us. I'm assuming you will be a very crucial part of this film. Billy leaves, but before he leaves, he accidentally drops his wallet, which Jim sees. Jim gets in his van to try and drive and catch up to Billy to give him back his wallet, as opposed to being like, I will see him at school tomorrow. I will give him his wallet back tomorrow. My, no, mine now. <laughs> what do you got? 12 cents? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A little profit for old Jim. A little spending money. But uh, the principal also sees this, who apparently just ends up being the uh, the outraged golfer in Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore, just it's constantly just, mm. walking into a scene and just shaking his head is, yeah. is what he's seeing. So Billy is riding on uh, the roads in the town when he rides past a certain point the uh, hot rod that we saw earlier in uh, that got demolished in the train 
springs from a, a, a side street and starts chasing Billy down the street. Yes. Starts jabbing it uh, at the back tire of Billy's bike. Well, also, it very impressively is shooting flames yes. out of the tailpipes. Yes. Which yeah. I see this. Fucking Munsters mobile. Yeah, I see this and I'm like, hell yeah. Yes. I love what I'm seeing and I want to see more. Jim is also seeing this as he's driving, trying to flag down Billy, laying on his horn. Meanwhile, bystanders that are watching Billy freak out and screaming for help do not see the hot rod. But they do see Jim. They see Jim like swerving and laying on his horn because yeah. he's trying to help Billy because he also sees the hot rod, but nobody but, else sees the hot yeah, rod. Yeah, so presumably if I was... So I'm watching the scene and I'm like, oh, he's they're going to pin this murder on him. Yes, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the charges don't stick. Oh, Jesus Christ. Saturday. Somet- Saturday. Sometimes the DA chooses to not prosecute <laughs> for political reasons. So uh, eventually they get to a bridge and the hot rod clips Billy off his bike. He tumbles end over end over the side of the bridge onto some rocks below and is killed. Andrew, how disappointed were you? Billy is wearing a, he has, like I said, he has an acoustic guitar strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. When he lands, we don't hear, bong. Yeah, it, well, I, I was waiting for Tim Matheson to reenact the scene from Animal House where he, ta- he just takes the guitar and just bashes it Yeah, where he says, that's one. Now, that's what I call a power chord. Yeah, that's, ooh, that's good. Huh? That's All good. Right. Okay. All right, talk about a sour note. Pretty good. <laughs> So Billy's he dead. Fell he gone. C flat. Oh God. Uh, that uh, that that is one tough bridge to play. Oh, okay. okay. Right. <laughs> Put them all on the board. We'll yeah, figure we'll, it we'll out. figure it out. We'll use them all in some at some point. At school, Jim is told he has a new student named Richard Lawson. Jim tells the principal about how Billy was murdered. He said there was a car and it was looked like Dracula and, and Ratfink was driving it. It was, it was one of the, it was uh, it was in my cartoons magazine. And the principal's like, sure, whatever. You have a new student. You have a new student, Richard Lawson. We're already up to our ass from in, Westgate or something. Uh, he is he's Milford man. Milford. Oh, oh, he's, Milford he's, man. Exactly. You can always tell a Milford, Milford man. man. And uh, he's like, also, by the way, bystanders said they only saw your car. So, uh, you know, please don't kill any more kids. Go and teach the kids. okay? when Jim goes into the classroom, he sees his new student Lawson and he looks like one of the greasers. He looks exactly like him. He's dressed like him. He walks like like him, him. talks like him, walks Uh, like an angel, talks like an angel. But uh, uh, you better get wise. Cousins, identical cousins. He's a demon in disguise. He says that he's up from Milford. Lawson asks Jim, who is in shock, why Jim keeps staring at him. But he's also talking like a 50s greaser in 1991. Yeah, he's like, like, hey, teach. Hey, daddy-o. Why you looking at me? Why you giving me the old Jeepers Creepers, huh? I was talking to this girl. She gave me a real frigid air. Am I right? This guy gets it. Time to 23 skidoo. Let's 86 this class and be hepcats. Um, jazz cigarettes. <laughs> That's well, a thing, right? Yeah, marijuana. Yeah, let's put uh, aspirin between our knees and uh, <laughs> bang each other. It's, it's more 20 slang. Yeah, I don't right? even know what you're talking about now. Uh, Turkeys. Yeah. 
Jim starts to teach the class and he's getting upset. He's like, Jim's getting upset. Yeah. He's like, you killed my brother. You killed my brother. And then I watched you kill another kid, but I don't know. There's nothing I can do now about it. We have to get ready for the no child left behind test. All right. So guys, basically, if you don't know, just guess. Just, usually the it's going to of- You could usually rule out two and then you can guess on one of them. It's a pretty simple test. He starts teaching the class and turns his back to the students, which prompts Chip, the jock, to toss an orange at the board. And uh, Jim, Jim, Jim turns that around move. and he all he calls the all the students cowards. Yeah. cowards. <laughs> you little, you little cowards! I'll fight throwing it. a I'll fucking orange at me. every single oh, one show, of you. Yeah. I'll show you. We don't throw oranges where I come from. Yeah, yeah. Men we throw pumpkins. We throw axes. Yeah, and we throw them when they're looking. All right. So why don't you come up here? Why don't you throw this axe? He pulls an axe out of his jets. I get the first throw though. Jesus. Yeah. You best, you, you, you best not miss. You take your shot at the king. You best not miss. <laughs> the principal walking by hears the shouting and tells Jim to go take a break. Jim then... Hit the, hit the showers, Jim. Yeah, he gives him a slap on the ass. He's like, good game, good game. Gives him the orange. So then the principal winds up, throws the orange back at Jim. <laughs> God damn it. Jim uses the opportunity to head to his brother's grave site and sees a nearby church where he remembers a moment between himself and his brother when they were younger. His brother says this is the safest place that he knows. Which... Remember this. Sure, yeah. Act two. It's small town parade time. (laughs) Every time you do that, it always turns into Hava Nagila. You've done this multiple times. And it's the you, same you song. Start, you start the, it goes from Sousa and it somehow <laughs> turns into Havana Gila. I'm pretty sure they're the same song. Scott somehow comes across uh, an old pair of red shoes that are hung from a lamppost that look very similar there, to the ones yeah. from the first scene. And Converse then, All-Stars. Well, what are the odds of seeing these oh, again? Oh, my God. Nobody, they, they haven't made this this pair and this color in minutes. Hours, yeah. <laughs> Jim also spies Lawson across the street, giving him the old stink eye, yep. giving old Teach the old Raz. Yep. Yeah, give him one of these. Everyone watches Dino De Laurentiis's King Kong remake back at Jim's house. Well, always. That's You're always watching Jim, that. Sally, and Scott are, are having a movie night at uh, Jim's at the house. Yeah. Sally and Scotty head to bed. And Jim wants to see more of this fucking King <laughs> this, Kong horse shit. This is weird because Jim's like, do you want me to carry our son up to bed? Sally says, I want you to carry me up to bed with your dick. <laughs> he says, go on to sleep. Uh, and she's like, oh, you're going to fi- watch the movie? And he says, yeah, I want to see if he gets the girl. And I'm like, do you honestly not know what happens in king yeah, kong he's like uh, he's like some kind of royalty picture or something like yeah, that yeah it's a merchant it's, ivory film i thought yeah. <laughs> and then he starts fast forwarding which to me is like well now what are you even doing so now he you wants he wants you to literally see, he wants just to want to see the end yeah you just he, he want wants to know what happens like, if he like, doesn't say it was beauty kill the beast i'm gonna fucking flip i only watch the scenes with charles grodin in it <laughs> Is this the one where the, the 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 Kong blows on the lady? That scene. Excuse me. No, it's like a, it's a big. It's the, in one of the remakes where the lady is in uh, the gorilla's hand yeah. and he like blows on her. Yeah. Is that in this yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, because they made it because this was that was made in the eighties. Yes. This, this one. There's also like a seventies one, right? 
No, I think you're thinking of the oh, Dino De La okay. Redness. Well, while he's fast forwarding, uh, the 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 frame of King Kong disappears, and then uh, some home movies that presumably were shot on mm, uh, like Super Eight, yeah, uh, Super Eight, and then transfer transferred to VHS and then uploaded onto the back end of this yeah of King this Kong tape. rental tape, yeah, uh, of. Jimmy, a young Jimmy, and Wayne, you know, screwing around, and Jim's watching this with a lot of delight. But then Wayne, in the video, looks at the camera and tells Jimmy to run, which freaks out Jim. Yes. But then he looks again. And now we're back to King Kong. Right. Some some scary stuff's going King on. Kong, it's scary stuff. Of, it's King Kong getting like shot. Yeah, he's, he's just like, getting oh, just fuck. blown apart. Walking, so Jim gets freaked out and he can't go to sleep. So he walks alone at night and he hears a train whistle in the distance and he also runs into the girl from his classroom earlier. Yes. The one the, uh, that's the, writing an article about yeah. being a high schooler. <laughs> she's out buying day. like heroin or something. She's buying, yeah, she's like buying smoke. She's buying smoke. She has a big pack of smokes in her hands. She's, she's like showing them her ID. She's like, yep, 25. That's, right. that's me. I'm. She's like, oh shit, my cover's oh, blown. God, God uh, damn it. Uh, uh, it's a fake. It's a fake. It's and they're a like, fake. no, it's not. This no, looks exactly totally. This... We swiped it. It's yeah, one hundred percent real. Got, there's an idea. There's a chip attached to it. She's like, fuck. Uh, uh, that's my mom. They're like, no, 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 no. It's no, you. I'm... It's definitely you. Kate is the name of the girl. Kate. Uh, uh, Jim says, hey, what, 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 what? Is there a train that still comes through this area? And she's like, I've lived here all my life. She's like, no. I haven't heard no fucking train. It's like also, do you know um, where you can get heroin? I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just hypothetically. I mean, you're, so I mean, you know, you're a teacher. I'm a student, but you know, we're not at school right now, so I'm sure we could talk about um, if there was someone running a heroin where <laughs> inside the school. Yeah, where do you who do you think? think? Would be the number one target. Like, I, would you think it'd be staff, or do you think it would be a student? Because I mean, this it is could me. Be both. This is me speaking aloud. I feel like you need both elements in order to successfully run a, a heroin ring in the local high school. And who has access to transport the government funds? The, I mean, the bus driver. Yes. The bus okay. Driver. I just again, I'm just speaking just out loud. Just, just speaking out loud. And, oh, this camera. This I just love taking photos. I just I, love yeah, doing talk, snaps. Talk into my uh, yeah. talk into this button, please. <laughs> Uh, what do you know about Instas? So Kate is like, I'm out buying heroin and smokes or whatever. It's like two in the morning, whatever. She then wanders off. Jim then gets immediate flashes. As presumably he goes back to his Again, house. Gets, he gets flashes of uh, a lot of shit happening, but he's also getting flashes of Kate being overtaken in like a cornfield by these greasers. Yes. And then he gets flashes of a barn. Right. He doesn't necessarily know what it is, but it's preventing him from sleeping because he's having all of these nightmares. The morning after, Sally suggests to Jim, she's like, there seems to be a lot of shit going on. You seem tense again. Perhaps. Why don't we talk about your tenseness? Or maybe we think about, I don't know, moving? Leaving again? Leaving again? Because like, like, here's the thing. Again, always, always her answer to everything. What if we just spend, spend more spend, money? Spend, 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 But I, I agree. It's like, I, boy, that would be tough if it's like you were really hammered to the point of needing a job, and then you have to move back to your hometown where you're just like, just a bunch of towny shitheads that I want nothing to do with. 
Andrew, yeah. you and I were both on jobs recently mm-hmm. where we were out of our comfort zone. Yeah. If someone died, if one person died while we were outside of our comfort, would you have would you have come back? Would you have left? Or would you have been like, eh, it's just four more weeks? <laughs> um, well, it, it, it depends on because this this was a student. If one of your coworkers died in front of me, was riding a bicycle and they fell off of a bridge in front of me, like directly, because this is what happened. Because Jim yeah, watches sure. him go, yes. oh, ass over yes. tea kettle over the bridge. Yes. No, I wouldn't. No, I'd be like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you'd stick around. No, no, I'm saying I would. I'd be like, no, I don't. I'm. No, oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I would have. I would use the excuse uh, to get out of the uh, job. It's <laughs> hardly the same. I'd be like, I'm too emotionally it's, distraught. Uh, I have to much. step away. I can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I'll. It's yeah, of course. Me. Of course, I'll speak at their funeral. Yes. Like you weren't invited. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be, be there. there. I have a very good speech uh, about me uh, not wanting this job anymore. <laughs> so uh, Sally and Jim I would like to perform a reading. Um, take this job. And shove it. You can take this job. Yeah. And I ain't shove it. I'm not going to work for you no more. Uh, yeah, by job. that wonderful poet, Johnny Paycheck. And shove it. So Jim and Sally have a bit of a uh, uh, an argument. At school, Kate is not there, and Lawson, uh, the greaser, gestures towards the empty desk and kind of laughs about it. This prompts Jim to pop up and run out of the classroom and then uh, basically acts on his hunch about something about the cornfield. A manhunt is started yes. out to look for wherever Kate could be. Right. The police think it's a wild goose chase, but Jim is like, is there a barn around here or something? It's like, uh, uh, something about the money. Uh, the, mon- the money. It's, it's something like with an I'm M. I'm seeing like an is M someone or here, an N or a P or an happy. S. Wherever they are right now, they're happy. Has anyone had an uncle pass away recently or like like an older family member? Yes. That's, he's cold reading the field. Andrew, this. Someone raised their hands. This is crying. This is the type of thing that given how many true crime films I've seen and stories and docs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Jim did it. Yeah. Like, if these cops don't immediately arrest him, they're not doing their job. And I understand that we're supposed to be led to feel that he's being manipulated, but like, this is a thing that actually happens. You kill someone mm-hmm. and then you're like, I want to be there when they find the body because it helps me recreate the moment. <laughs> it happens all the time. He also has no alibi from last night no. because he uh, he was doing he heroin was, he with, was with out, the dead woman. Had a conversation with her, and at some point, probably if there's a witness, saw him saw him talking to her, saw him out chasing in the that of, other kid. Yeah, out and in I'm the middle like, of the night. What the fuck are these cops doing? Just being like, eh, we won't arrest the obviously guilty person. Well, they find there is a barn nearby, and Jim explores it and finds that Kate has been hung. Yes, in, from the neck until she was dead. Yes, uh, she. Uh, was in the barn loft. She turned to the greasers and she said, first time, huh? She said, "There's is this barn really growing? <laughs> or is this rope stretching? stretching? There's no doors and no <laughs> windows. But you can always use my way out. Ah! <laughs> uh, we're, of course, talking about Splash Mountain. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Pirates of the Caribbean. So then the cops are like, that's weird. 
It's that's a bit but weird. But it's isn't mer- it? but it was a suicide. Oh, there's like a PTA meeting. Yes, back at school. The PTA th- disbands. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the PTA is not disbanded. Yeah. Back at school the next day, Jim uh, suggests that Kate's death was murder, most foul. Yes. But not suicide. And there's a crisis murder. Man- he said. There's a crisis manager on hand who suggests maybe Jim come talk to her because she's looked at his file. And uh, it seems like he's got a lot of problems, folks. Yeah. A little, his wife, uh, she's got a bit of a handful, if you catch my drift. (laughs) (laughs) Summer Uh, Duck can't come quick enough for this teacher. (laughs) In the classroom, we see that another greaser's shown up. What? Now sitting in Kate's chair. Claiming to be another transfer from Milford. He Milford man. Funs around with a switchblade and Jim confiscates it. I thought this was going to lead to something no. where they're like, "Well, now he's you got have a, he's got a weapon, weapon on him." Yes. Chip shows up at, mi- at Jim's house in the middle of the night, saying that uh, basically he wants to get out ahead of this. Okay. He's like, if "All right, you, all right. If, so, you, if you get murdered, I want to be very clear here. I, me, Chip." Jays, 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 Jays. He starts saying that. In, in we hear a car in the distance yeah. go by. Jays, 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 I had nothing to do with whatever with shit whatever. is going to be happening because he says that he went and hung out with the two greasers in class, and Chip started banging on about Jim. Yeah, uh, which prompted the greasers to be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to fix that guy. We're going to murder him." He's a dead man. He's a dead man. We used to know him way and, back in the day. Yeah. And, and we're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. He's going to be dead. And Chip was like, oh, I just thought about like peeing in his gas tank or something or like, uh, I don't well, know. You like, could, I mean, you could do that after he's dead if you want. No, no I was just, I, I don't know. I was, it's like put mothballs in the beef stew. I don't know. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a prankster. I'm not really yeah. like a murderer. Yeah. You know, it's a good prank. Uh, you uh, dig their eyeballs no, out no. with a, with a melon baller uh-uh, no. and then you put mothballs in there. Uh, really burns. Uh, they that, don't like it. That is funny. That, I will say that is funny. But I, again, I just feel like uh, the level of difficulty for that one, that bit to work and not be um, arrested, that's going to be a tough one. That's a that's a fine line to walk, it's my friend. It's a fun goof. Okay, what about this? Okay. Uh, you you got a door. It's partially okay. open. Oh, right? all right. Okay. You put a bucket, bucket? on top of the oh, door. Oh, yes. All right. You fill it with water. Yes. Right? Yes. You fill it with two parts cement. No. So that it dries. Mm-hmm. And then when he opens no. the door. No, 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 no. Thing I, of cement I, falls again, on their head. I feel crushes like their skull is, like a watermelon. Yes. Uh, blood everywhere. Again. Uh, what's I was, his wife's name? Sally. Sally's crying. Know, She's like, you no, pranked my husband no, so I, hard. Again, you motherfuckers. How could you I, prank I, him like that? I feel like we were there. And then at some point along the way we we diverged onto a separate road but we can we can pitch it around we can pitch it around well let's see what the room we're thinks sticking with the whiteboard we're putting it on the it's, whiteboard okay we'll put it up there but like circle it may, write it in green because uh i i just want to know later if like there's ideas that i want to come back to okay crushing his skull i want to come back to that one maybe we can make it better okay yes we can improve there's always room to improve okay so Chip goes to Jim's house and he's like, man, these guys are crazy. These guys are fucked up to the point where I am going to leave town. I want nothing to do with this class. I love Jays. 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 But I got to go because these guys are fucking crazy and also didn't murder you. Just want to be clear. Everybody needs to Keep know. Classy. You're alive. 
I'm alive. Uh, I'm leaving, and you're still alive. Jim says, do you think that this these people killed Kate, and they killed Billy? And this guy seems wishy-washy, but it's pretty clear that he thinks that they had a hand in it. But he's like, I want nothing to do with it. This is not my fight. This is your problem, not mine. I'm going to go. He's like a Republican senator Good on a Sunday show. Bye. show. I, like, I haven't read. I, I don't know. I haven't read. I, I don't think read. that's what they meant. I don't think that's what I, they meant. They were joking. I, they they were they joking. Anything. They were they joking. When they were saying anything. I they don't were know. joking when they showed me the murder weapon. They were joking when they when I watched them string her up yes. in the barn. They were joking. It was and, a goo. And you're eating out of their hands. You're eating you, out of their hands. This is what they want you to do. They want you to freak out that they murdered two people. Which they didn't, because it was a goof. It was a goof. I mean, they're dead. And they probably They probably did it, did it but, but it was, it was it, it, again, You have to admit, it's funny. It's funny. You're laughing. You're laughing. We're all laughing. If, you, if someone on your side had done it, you'd be laughing. Yeah, think about all the times that you thought about killing people by mm-hmm. hanging them in a barn loft. Yes. So te- who's the real monster? You. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Got to just gonna, take yep. my mic off here. Chip starts to leave as Jim calls him a coward again, but uh, <laughs> orange throwing coward, you coward, breaks a stick. No, the hot rod shows up again and hits Chip. Yes, catching him onto the roof of the car and then just takes off down the road. <laughs> this shot is amazing because usually when there's a car hitting a person in a movie, uh, it's they go up onto the hood. Shoulder through the glass, yeah, and then they like over the top, flip over the top, flip and over then, the top, and then no. lay down. This, it's they all but like scoop him up. Yeah, like they, they might as well have had a cattle catch on the top of the car to just be like, "Gotcha." He catches it, and now he's hanging onto the roof or the hood of the car while it's swerving around downtown. Meanwhile, Jim runs back inside, and he's like, "We got to get in the bomb shelter. There's a lot of shit going on." There's a knock at the door. Bring the videotape. Yeah, I need the I need, I need King Kong. I, need I know. didn't know if she if he got the girl or not. Uh, also, it's late. Um, I think it's 12 cents. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. It's a detective that wants Jim to come downtown with them to start asking questions, yes. which finally, finally, since it only takes two murders for this uh, actually to yeah, happen. It only takes him being at the murder sh- scene to be like, I guess we'll ask you some questions. Jim goes down to the precinct and says, "There's a there's a lot of problems. Uh, I got a student named Chip. He's probably getting murdered right now. I'm glad that our tax dollars are at work. Who's the real monster? Show me your warrant. Uh, show me your warrant. Oink. Pig, pig, oink, oink, oink. I think I smell you're, bacon. Unless you're charging me with a crime, I am free to leave, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, Chip is uh, then pulled inside the hot rod, and there are now three greasers inside the hot rod Ooh. who are threatening Chip, and they're basically saying, when we kill you, this, uh, this new guy is going to take your spot in the class. How's that feel, dickhead? You should have thrown that orange better. Yeah. Uh, is it weird that when you reached out to be friends with us and hang out and blow off some steam at a bar, we and then showed up and now, now we're we are going to kill you. And uh, they're like, hey, you ain't scared enough, huh? Okay, check this out. So then they turn into weird Monster Mash characters. and uh, Their faces look like they're gross. They, they look like they're burn victims. They look like they do when they got hit by the train. Yes. They then take a that same switchblade from before and then we cut to a wide over a bridge. This is ridiculous. And they just start throwing parts of Chip out of the car. Again, it's the smallest switchblade I've ever seen. Yes, but it's somehow obviously it's magical. All these clean cuts. But just, yes, it is it's literally like a leg, like hand, an leg, arm, his torso, whole head. head. Just throwing it all out the window. I'm like, this would take years to cut through his yes. body with these knife with this knife but sure whatever jim returns home after the police uh have stopped talking to him in the morning 
And then Jim yells at his wife about being accused of murder. Uh, Jim is then later told that Chip has somehow mysteriously disappeared. disappeared. While I was in custody, officer. Ah, curious. Hmm. Hmm. How are you going to pin this one on me? In the halls of the school. You could have killed him before we got there. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, that is that, good. That, that, okay. I did, mm. God damn. That's a, that is a good point. Let's, but I didn't... At, but I... Uh, I mean, think about all the students that I haven't murdered. Yeah, that's all you ever care about. <laughs> all the co- all the kids that I have killed. What about the ones that are still yeah, walking? Yeah, this one's on you. Every day. This one's on you. Every day they're out there. They'll, they'll pay. Oh, oh, oh they'll, they'll pay. pay. Oh, they'll pay. 12 cents each. Yeah. In the halls of the school, the greasers are in the bathroom, and Jim goes in to uh, yell at them, or he's like... Wants to go piss or something in the bathroom. Yeah, they're like smoking in the boys' room. He's like, leave my family alone, assholes. He also notices that the greasers don't cast a reflection in the mirror in the bathroom. Yes, they threaten his family, and they're like, we're gonna go. They've already killed people. The fact that they don't cast reflections doesn't matter. (laughs) Jim tries to rough up Lawson, but uh, that fucking pesky principal walks by. Yeah, gives him a big head shake. He's like, ah. This guy's a loose cannon, <laughs> but he gets results. Then we then cut to Jim's son, uh, Scotty, walking home by himself, and uh, Dragula just comes out and just materializes out of nowhere. We and did start miss- chasing him down. We missed a scene uh, that you were when Jim gets out of uh, police custody. Mm-hmm. His son Scotty hilariously is like. Hey, Dad, how was jail? <laughs> he's like, I wasn't in jail. And he's like, did you shank anyone, Dad? Did yeah. you find the biggest guy and punch him in the face? You know, did you make sangria in the toilet? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I did all of that. Jim's son is chased down by a hot rod. Then Jim drives home and uh, consoles his son, Scotty, because he's almost killed by Well, Scotty di- Scotty dives under a car. Yes, this is also confusing as well, because apparently it's a ghost car, but yes. it isn't a ghost car, no. because there's obviously damage to whatever that car is that yes. got flipped over. Scotty dives under a car for protection. Dragula rams the car, flipping it over. Yeah. So you're like, so it is a real it, thing. It, it's real when it needs to be real. Right. But also, not everybody can see it. So if somebody was just watching from across the street, would they have seen a car just flip up? All on its own. The other confusing thing is, is it's like soul for a soul. So then it's like if you come back, but like what was Monster Mash doing before he killed that, before he killed Billy, right? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. No. I feel like one has to happen before the other. Yes, generally. Hmm. Hmm. Wearying. Jim also gives Scotty his hat from when he was younger. <sighs> he says, my older brother gave me this hat. He's dead. Now I'm giving you this hat. You'll probably die. So I don't know. Wear it. Wear it with pride, champ. Jim then goes and tells Sally about the greasers in his classroom and says that they are the same people who killed his brother. It's 27 years to the day. Oh, and they are going to play the same thing out in somehow in a leap of logic. He determines that. They are going to have to reenact whatever this was. Why 27 years? Because that's the number from it. Oh, okay. Uh, And then also, um, why do they? Yeah, why do they have to go back to the? I mean, I understand it's about memory. Like, it's a metaphor for like how you replay the same moments over and over again. And you relive your traumas over and over again. Supposedly, I think what happens is, is that the rules are that you have to reenact exact because they're like 
They're not in hell. No. But they're not in heaven. They're in this limbo. So yes. in order to escape hell, these greasers realize that they have to play out the exact same scene and have it go well for them and not get killed, and then somehow they avoid hell. Or do or they just they become, come back to Earth? Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. They like actually are not Monster Mash anymore. Okay. Uh, he, his wife's like, oh, God, you're crazy. I, yes, this is all coming yeah. back to me now. Oh, now I get it. You're insane. He tells Sally not to let anyone into the house, and uh, he has to go and try and figure out what to do because it's not nighttime yet. Yeah. In his memory, he remembers that there was a police officer that saw him running back to his house when he was younger 27 years ago. All right. So he gets the idea Get to Get ready go. for a big plot development to come our way right now. He goes and he wants to go talk to that police officer, who we find out has, was shot in the head and lives in a retirement home now. Yes. But when he was shot in the head, apparently he gained the ability to see ghosts. Yes. This police officer claims to see ghosts. So when he goes and talks to the police officer in the retirement home, the officer tells him, of course, I know that those greasers are back. I've seen them. I saw the ghosts. They're, the ghosts are all around. And Wayne, your brother. He's also here. Y- your brother? My brother? Wayne? Wayne? He is in some kind of limbo right now. He's in purgatory. Because when I died on the operating table after getting shot in the head, you're welcome, America. I saw Wayne there, but then I was revived, and now I'm living, but Wayne is stuck in the here in between. Yes. And he says, sometimes, though, if souls are bad enough, there's some evil in, these, in, in, in uh, the death of people. Sometimes they come back. Saturday. He's like, it's only Wednesday. Oh, right. It's a school night. Jim also learns that Milford is not a school because no. the greasers keep telling him that they're transferring from Milford, and the guy's like, uh, Milford ain't no school, which we don't get the fucking reveal. You want to see him enter Milford, Milford cemetery. cemetery. But no. No, we just then cut to him walking in a cemetery. We have to guess. That Milford that is like, a cemetery. All right, I guess it's a cemetery. Searching the cemetery, Jim finds the gravesite of the three greasers, he remembers, however, that there were four. Yes. Thinking back on it, of course, one slipped away before the truck, uh, before the train hit the hit the car. Yes. Okay. All right. The rest of the gang appear at the gravesite and tell Jim that they got to find that he has to find Muller. Yes. He, he has to Mueller report, report. Muller. Mm-hmm. It's Muller time. Yeah, they do say that. Yes. They they are wearing shirts that say, say that, it's and they time. say it wasn't it funny on SNL when it's Bobby De Niro they sang that song that was all they want for Christmas is the Mueller report. It's hysterical. Oh, they got the, they got his number. They got his number, Mark. Oh, he was so owned this weekend. Anyways, so owned. Wasn't for it some funny? Reason, for some reason, we need all four of the guys who are there. Because they have to reenact the whole goddamn thing. So they have thing. to redo the whole thing. So Act- now it's a race against time. Also, the greasers, for whatever reason, only chose to menace Jim. Yeah. And we're like, well, we'll see you later. Act three, Jim finds Muller's address and uh, heads to his place. And Muller answers the door with a gun. The two wrestle over the gun. Muller is played by William Sanderson. Yes. From... Uh, Voyager. No. Hmm. Maybe. I think he may have been in a Star Trek. (laughs) He was probably in a Star Trek. He is in uh, Blade Runner. Yes. He is in Deadwood. 
Yes. He is in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Hmm. William Sanderson, wonderful actor, mm-hmm. brilliant actor. It was a joy to see him in this film. He doesn't really have much to do in this movie, unfortunately. No, he just plays creepy and weird yeah. and has a funny voice. And that's it. He, uh, Jim wrestles the gun away from Muller and uh, uses the gun to force him to go back to the tunnel and then says, okay, I got the fourth horseman here. Let's fucking do this. Whatever we're going to do, let's do it. Muller's like, oh, God, he's crazy. Perfect, perfect. He runs away. So let me get this straight. Three of your students have died. Yes. And you were the last one to see them in all cases. Yeah. Uh, one was thrown off of a bridge. Correct. One was hung. Yes. And another was cut into tiny little pieces. Yes. Okay. And it's not you. No. Who is it? Uh, it, well, no, it's, it's three, uh, three, three, uh, fifties gang members Mm -hmm. that tried to kill me 27 years ago, successfully killed my brother, but did not kill me. Okay. And as we all know, sometimes they come back Saturday. Yeah. Uh, is there any way you could just shoot me in the back of the head so that I don't see it coming? Oh. Because uh, I know you're going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, but No, no. I mean, no, no. no, I'm, no, not, you're no gonna kill I'm not going to kill you. No, you're going to kill me. No, if you, so do, if you do get killed, it'll probably be because of them. I'm just going to... Okay. I'm just going to walk ahead of you uh, like four feet. You're making this very hard for me, okay? If you... If, if they show up, if the... If the the what was it uh, a, bu- a bunch of uh, uh, you know who no a bunch no of gypsies no show oh, up oh, first of all how that's if a bunch of a long dead gypsies no, show up no again if a dervish inc- comes incredibly insensitive and, and, shoot, and decides it is to 19, kill me it is nineteen ninety one we will not use that back, terminology we're not using that ter- you know them they're the three people that died the yes. same time that you right. escaped like okay. a coward uh, why yes. not who's the coward now no well I did throw an orange at you. That was you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I had that blamed on Chip. The greasers show up at Jim's house while Jim is uh, threatening Muller, and they threaten Sally and Scott by breaking through windows and looking like Monster Mash. So doing what James Comey wouldn't do. Yeah, that's right. Find that's just smaller. Get out there. Just get there. You know what I'm saying? Jim shows up in the nick of time and blows one of them away with about five or 10 or 15 or 20 shots to the chest. He like pulls out a second gun, reloads that one. However, it's no use. Takes off his belt. It's a, it's the belts with the bullets on it. Loads yeah. that into like a yeah, anti-air it, tank. Uh, it's no use, however. Oh, he's like, I'm a ghost. That which is dead cannot, cannot be die. killed. The gang wants Jim to bring everyone, including his wife and his son, to the tunnel. They got beef. We got to take care of all of it. Burger, beef, burger. Jim instead puts Sally and Scott inside the church from earlier. Thinking why these guys are after him, Jim remembers the day of that when he ran away, he also pocketed the key to the hot rod. Yes. Jim says he has to change what happened. How are they driving the hot rod now? When he has the key? Yes. I have no idea. Heading to his old house, Jim finds a box in the floorboards with the key in it. Yes. He also finds a bunch of other knickknacks, and Mueller shows up uh, and basically says, yeah, when you threatened me with that gun, uh, it also gave me the feeling that, yeah, I've sensed that those three are back. Mm Mm-hmm. And that day ruined my life. I've only, it's, it's been hell knowing that I had a hand in this. Yes. And I was a coward and I should have gotten killed by that train. Right. I should not have thrown that orange. 
It's Wait, the orange that really. It's really. Like, hurts if I could the take most. one thing back, it would be, <laughs> it would be the, the orange. orange. He wants to help Jim because he believes that he believes Jim in knowing that the gang is back outside. However, of Jim's old house, this uh, the, the the fellas, you know, the pranksters. They are pranksters. They uh, load up uh, Jim's van with a bunch of gasoline and blow it up. Yes, blow it up real good. Hilariously, they're like, "Let's go get these guys." They go for. They start walking. Boom. Yeah. Van blows up. It's a good giggle. And then we like w- we cut to the greasers by their hot rod, just like, woohoo! Yeah, yeah. They got one has got like it. a big lighter. One has like a big gas can. They look like the they look like uh, gremlins. You know, yeah. it's like they like have do a weird laugh. One of them has like a giant cigar. Yeah, they uh, rough up Muller and take him with them, and uh, they say, "We'll see you at the train." That's the thing. Bye. The gang instead goes to the church where Sally and Scotty are yes. and try and get them as well. However, when they try and step inside the church, one of their pant legs bursts into flames. I think it's his foot. So apparently there's flames. like a vampire rule where you can't invite him in. Which is like a cool a... gag, but also I'm like, just let's just get this movie over with, guys. Like, why are we running around in circles? Yeah, here? there's I'm, just a, let's I'm just done. get to the point. Because then Jim goes to his brother's gravesite and he's like, "I need your help. I need your help." Uh, and then a, a vagina. Made yeah, out a, of very light yonic, opens. a very yonic, a very yonic portal opens up, and twelve-year-old kid steps out and is like, "What? This is a boob." And, and then, then it closes again, and he walks away. Well, yeah, because Wayne, we see Wayne, Wayne can't get out. we see Wayne in the portal, but then the portal closes before he exits. Because yes. as we stated before, soul so, for a soul. Sometimes they come back Saturday. Uh, then the greasers, however, feel this disturbance of somebody else trying to cross over. Uh, they leave, but uh, that big dumb uh, son of Jim's thinks he hears his dad outside, immediately opens the door to the church and sprints out there only idiot. to get caught by fucking the greasers. idiot. He's a fucking stupid idiot, you dumb fucking kid. That kid deserves what he gets. Yeah, stupid idiot. So Sally then, Sally and Scotty get kidnapped by the greasers. So they've got Muller, they got Sally, they got Scott, and then they got the three of them. They Jim, got it all. Yeah. Now they just need Jim. Jim goes uh, to the tunnel and he's trying to remember and relive everything that happened. So he walks in. He's he's reciting the conversation that he had with his brother. He's holding the library books that he got from the the floorboards of his old house. He's holding 12 cents. He's like, okay, got it. I've got it. I've got it all. He goes into the tunnel, and the greasers show up, and the four of them pile out, Muller included, and they've got Sally and Scotty in the car, and they start reciting. We, they, we reenact the fir- the earlier scene. Yes. He says, it is amazingly boring. Give me that 12 cents. Get away from him. You got to pay the toll. Yeah. Get away from her, you, you bitch. You bitch. And then he shows up in the power loader. But yes. for some reason, it's really listless. However, Muller throws this off by stepping to Jim's aid to be like, you guys need to fucking knock it off. Yeah. Go back to ghost town. In the scuffle, Muller gets stabbed this by time. a very tiny switch. You'd think, yes. you'd think that he would be like, "It's I should probably not just have this put out all the right. time. Or I should just not. Or he should be like, maybe I'm going to not walk into knives. Because that's really what it is, is that people are walking into knives. Well, in apparently the only move a greaser has is that they just stab people in the stomach. So maybe it's like uh, that... Jim should show up and have like a like a chest plate or something oh, from like, like a, a suit, of, suit of armor. Yeah, pretend that he got stabbed because he's re- he's able to relive it, 
you know, it's like uh, it's like out of time. You know, mm-hmm. he goes back in time and gives him a bulletproof vest. Yeah. <sighs> so Muller ends up getting stabbed in the stomach and dies, but he says, soul for a soul. So that means that, that's right, the cavalry's here. A, a 12 year old boy, dead boy shows up. <laughs> Wayne shows up through the portal, and uh, they, it's like a scene from Married with Children where they just start fighting everything. <laughs> yeah, but it's just sad and ugly. It's, again, a 12 year old just throwing himself at a bunch of greasers. Yeah, so the punches it's are being nothing. thrown, scuffles are happening, key, the keys get dropped again. Again. The knife gets dropped. Uh, Jim, however, uses the opportunity to pick up the keys and be like, you guys need this thing, right? And they're like, I think so, I, I but we I, didn't have it before. I, I don't know. He tosses it down the tunnel. We also hear that there's a train coming Ooh, down the tracks at this, this point. This one's lit with red lights, so it's like a, it's like a it's hell a, train. It's a devil train. It's an evil train. Forged in the bowels of hell itself. It was yes. the largest train you've ever seen. It was gigantic. Jim pulls Sally and Scotty out of the greaser's car and... Is like, oh, okay. And then also pulls Wayne aside. But then the greasers try and get back in the car now that they got the keys. But the train's too close. They can't get off the tracks. Oh, no. Train hits the car again. They turn to Monster Mash. Apparently, this sends them to hell. Apparently, it works this time. Everything then disappears. Train's gone. Car's gone. Body's gone. Everything's gone. Wayne's still there. Yes. Jim's like, boy, oh, boy. That was a real banger, huh? Well, I guess thanks, sometimes Wayne. they do come back Saturday. Bye. Um, Wayne's like, uh, okay, so what? What? Where? What's going what on? What is this? Where am I? It's like when you get your friend of yours, like you got to come with me to this thing, and you just show up at a party, and you're like, I what? Who are these people? Yeah. How do you know them, Wayne? Why did that guy ask me for money? <laughs> Jim is like, you didn't give it to him, do you? <laughs> Jim's like, you've been dead twenty-seven years, man. So Jim's like, you got to go back to heaven, man. Goodbye. You're going to go see my parents. You're going to go see your parents. It'll be great. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So I've read. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> they do come back, though. Or so I've been told. Uh, Wayne's like, why don't you come with me? And he's like, man. <laughs> I wish. God, if, if these two weren't here. <laughs> oh, oh, my no. God. <laughs> I can't go. Uh, I have a fucking I a dumbass kid that kid. runs out of school. Church is yeah, the only is, safe place. As soon as I get home, she's just going to spend, spend, spend. It's like, we'll talk later. <laughs> Wayne then enters the light vagina uh-huh. and heads back to Valhalla. Yes. Goodbye. A flight of angels. Sing, Sing thee to thy rest. rest. Then Jim gives the 12 cents to his dumb, stupid S- Idiot of a son. And he's like, these coins are lucky. Daddy, you can't buy nothing with these. I can't buy any Sega tapes with 12 cents. One of them only fits in my nose. The other two don't. This can't even get me a Fortnite dance. I want a Fortnite dance. Dad, I want to play Fortnite. Give me your phone. Ma, I want a vape. <laughs> the happy family then gathers in their each other's arms and they walk back to watch 1981's King, King Kong, Kong, a Dino De Laurentiis production. 20th time. They can never go back to that video store because they will be shot on sight. <laughs> and that's the end of Sometimes They Come Back.
Mark, what did you think of this movie? Andrew, I hated this movie. Oh. Uh, I it has a lot of Stephen King tropes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of familiar ground that we're just retreading all over. Yeah. Angry greasers, the past, mm-hmm. ghosts coming back to help you, but yeah. also ghosts coming back to kill you. Yes. Uh, Big Bopper references. Oh yeah, uh, we, did we, not we, didn't, we didn't even mention it. I forgot about it in my notes, but. When they break into the house to go antagonize Sally and Scotty, one of them says, Hello, baby. Which uh, I, at the time, was over the moon about. But thinking on it, there should have been more. Yeah, they or, have no commitment to doing the of, whole song. Instead of Wayne coming back, what if the big bomber came? Oh, my God. Think yeah, about that it. would have been something. <laughs> yeah, we see Wayne, and Wayne's like, you're going to need more help. Yeah. I, I found just the guy. <laughs> Kills one of them. Yes. And then he shouts, Oh baby, that's what I like. Yes. Think about it, man. <coughs> that would have been great. Yes, that would have been wonderful. Instead, we got this. I don't know. It always drives me crazy in these movies when the bad guys are like, you're going to meet us at point at time. And then the good guy's like, yes, I will meet you at point at time because I have to. That is what is supposed to happen. Yes. And it's like, yeah, it's what's supposed to happen because some jerk off in Maine wrote it. Mm -hmm. There's no other motivation. It doesn't make sense in the story. Well, you know, if he feels that they have to recreate this thing, because he tells, because the worry is, is like, Sally's like, we should just move. We should leave again. He's like, they're just going to follow me. Right. Which I don't know if that's true. I don't know what the necessarily the ghost rules are, but at least there's, it's like, if he feels strongly enough that he has to take this plan and this is what's going to stop them from coming back, then fucking whatever. But also like the fact that they're like transfer so are they are they doing like ghost magic to get their like transfer paperwork in or are they just showing up? I think they can't Are they going to other classes? We see them just hanging out at times. I so, think like, they're, it's I not think like they're, they're just appearing and disappearing. Well I think that they are because as I think they show up as ghost magic before they can like be a, like an actual physical entity because yes. the car only shows up as ghost magic because you can't we don't see it on the road only Jim can see it and only Billy can see it Billy dies so then the greaser Lawson can physically appear in the classroom yes and uh Apparently, he appears enough that he can talk to the principal to say, <laughs> hey, I'm a transfer student from Milford. Here's my paperwork. Yeah. Forge a bunch of documents. Forged in the offices of hell. <laughs> hell. And um, well, the typewriter as big as a house. And uh, go from there. And then also hang out like you. I almost want to see the scene where they go to the bar with Chip. Yeah, that would have been. Because we only see them. Right ev- we only see them like actively antagonizing Jim. Which makes you think maybe this guy is crazy. I don't know. But the fact that Chip had a separate conversation with them and then was worried enough to go talk to Jim about it uh, shows that they are like physical beings up to a point, but they can also like take a bunch of bullets to the chest. Yes. Because they're, they're dead. They're undead. Because they're already ghosts. But I also didn't like that like they continue to dress like research. Like, I think that for me, I would have enjoyed this movie more if there was some semblance of a misdirect at the beginning where it's like, maybe Jim's just crazy. Yeah. But like having the actual kids show up dressed exactly the way they were dressed when they died is 
terrible and doesn't make sense. And I don't understand why the other students don't say anything about it. If it was the same actor dressed as a modern day kid and Jim was like, he looks exactly like that other kid. Well, they that's do. That's a little more they interesting. They do kind of laugh because like when he's, when Lawson first shows up, he is like, hey, teach, why are you staring at me so much? And like everyone kind of gives like a, like we cut to reaction shots of like Chip Chip's laughing. And Kate, like Ch- that, Chip are, and Kate are that are laughing. giving like kind of nervous, li- like laughs because they're like this kid's this kid is weird as well. Yes, but it's funny to see him raz the yes. teacher, right? Yes, that's what's happening there. Yeah, so they're kind of standoffish, but also like, look, man, is as long as he chants Jays, I'm not going to argue <laughs> he's, with he's him. He's one of us. I'm not going to argue with him. Also, he seems it's if. Look, man, if if a student in a, if you were in high school and a student made a strong enough choice that they're going to show up in a leather jacket and and smoke and boots and walk around with a switchblade and act like a 1950s greaser, I'm not like and also not give a shit about what you think that they they like they're dressing like that. That's the guy I don't want to fuck with. Yeah. I'd be like, "All right, man, that's Whatever. that's on you." No, I I just I have to just go to gym, all right? I don't want to because if you if they were doing it as a bit and you could tell that they weren't committed to it, then you could like kind of get at them. But like if they just show up all the time and this is what they wear and like they they're not they're not fucking around, all right? They yeah. they they are crazy enough to actually have brass knuckles somewhere and don't give a fuck if they break your jaw because that's just they that's they're they're they committed to the bit, man. Yeah. That's smart. It's all it's Kaufman esque. All right, jeez. I'm just saying, I dressed up like a 1950s greaser for like sophomore to like senior year of high school. Yeah, and did anyone pick on you? Well, that was the thing is I wasn't committed to it because right. like they could, I would like try and run away, and like get in the in the fucking hot rod and do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in the parking lot. But like they could tell when I went around the corner that I just like sighed and I was just like just a. <sighs> I don't. They know would who see. I they would see anymore. me at like Arby's. Like just, <laughs> I just wasn't committed to it. Yeah. It's like seeing Santa Claus like out of costume, you know. Sure. Or your parents naked. <laughs> sure. Mark, would you recommend this movie? No, probably not. Would you recommend the sequel? Sometimes they come back again. Uh, yeah. That one's got Hillary Swank in it. It does. Uh, that one's about like satanic cults, something like that. And yeah. then there is a third. Uh, both both the sequel and the 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 third one. Sometimes they come back. For, for more, more are both made for made for a video, video. direct to video movies. That one, uh, the third one is about like a like an Antarctica military base, base or something, with, like, and I think Nazis. like Nazi demons or something like that. It sounds com- like as far removed from the original source material as possible, but yeah. they still got to give Stephen King a little bit of scratch just for that name. Well, Mark, sometimes they come back for more. I thought it was okay. Okay. Tim Matheson's good. You thought it was serviceable. It was serviceable. All right. For a Saturday night thing where you're just like, okay, we can't show a ton of blood, and it's got all the Stephen King check marks of... Guy walks around in his New own Eng- past. New England town, 50s, 60s settings, uh, antagonized by demons, uh, greasers, and yes, yeah, somebody just absolutely... D- handcuffed, debilitated by some traumatic event. Past, yeah, because also those greases are like we came back for revenge, but you're like, why? You're getting revenge on a nine year old? Yeah, for what? Taking the keys to your car after you tried to after kill you him? murdered his brother? I mean, they're not moral. 
demons. They're just bad guys. Mark, uh, let's talk about what we're watching for next time. Yes. As we roll through Stephen King's just the, the hit after hit after, after hit, hit they after just hit. Keep coming. Uh, we're not watching TV. We're watching HBO. HBO. That's right. Next time we are watching the 1997 adaptation of The, the Night, Night Flyer. Flyer. One, zero, one, Bravo, Lima. Come in, over. I can't have you sitting in the middle of my runway. Respond, over. Mark, I got no idea what this is. I know that it has Miguel Ferrar. Is the planes come to life? I think the yeah, the plane is a is a maximum overdrive. They're like, who flew who? Andrew, uh, because this is a '90s HBO film, I will give you a dollar if there is not a scene in this movie. Uh, of, Topless ladies of weird, gross sex. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take that bet. All right. Uh yeah, this is this it seems like it's gonna be kind of weird and porn y porn esque. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Um and there's like planes in it. Is this like the spin is this is this the, the spin off to trucks a la planes? Is yes. the spin off to cars? Yes, the sexiest planes. They're like it's uh there's like a meteor, all the planes come to life and they can never land I and they know. just start falling out of the sky. Something like that. They, 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 oh, they have to get refueled in air. Yes, Emilio Estevez is one of those military uh, flyboys that, yeah. that does those uh, mid-flight refueling. Yeah, that's good. Mark, if you'd like to listen to past episodes of this podcast, you can do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review there. Because it helps us, it helps us, you know, some, we would, sometimes we would come back for more. Oh, those reviews. Yes. We could just, ha, I really need this, folks. You can also subscribe to us and listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All the information that you'd ever want about this podcast and more at soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, I have one question for you. Who made who? No, that was last week. Whom made that was whom? last week? Oh, sorry. I've just been thinking about that. Just, just it needs an exclamation. It needs an exclamation right. point. Trucks. Yeah. What, what's your question? Yes, in the back. Oh, what's that? Oh, oh what's <laughs> that? Oh, oh you, yeah. you, baby, you know I ain't got no money. <laughs> well, that's the. But, but, Oh, baby, you know what I like. It's it's aspirational, Mark. I, I, everyone should get into a relationship where the other person would instinctively know what I like. That's what I like. Yeah.
even though it's very clear he ain't got no money, honey. 